Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And we were both waiting for each other to start. We were just sitting podcast. here in silence. <laughs> I thought we were we were both uh, thought the other one was doing something. I was drawing an arrow and a circle on my notepad. I thought you were furiously taking notes about what you were going to talk about. No, I was just coloring in this arrow that I drew. Cool, and I was just like clicking through tabs on the internet. I thought you were like figuring out something on the um like to record it. No, nope. good. We're both really good communicators. Communication is key. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent today because I went out for dinner last night and I had three drinks. So I had one drink at home and then two drinks at dinner. See, I drank like a bottle and a half of wine last night. <laughs> no, a bottle. But between, no, yeah, I think I drank about a full bottle of wow. wine last night. I was with my friend. Oh, so, okay. You weren't like home alone. I wasn't home alone, yeah. but... She got us a bottle, and then I brought over, like, cans of wine. Okay. And I don't think I realized until I was, like, halfway done with it that each one of them is about half a bottle. They're, yeah, what, 16 ounces? 12 12 ounces? A regular can, yeah. About half a bottle. Yeah, yeah. And I just sucked that bitch down. There you go. I smoked pot. Whoa. I fucking went off. You guys, I'm a fucking bad girl from the wrong side of the tracks. I'll do anything. I don't care. Uh, that's why we're friends. I always like to be friends with the bad girl. Well, you found another one. A little rebel. I know. I always, I, I sniff them out. Yeah. The, the low key rebels. Not like the crazy, like not someone who would be crazy or like get arrested because I would be too intimidated, but. Mm. Someone who you get to know and you're like, oh, maybe you are a bad girl. <laughs> sure. I can hang with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last night it was our anniversary oh, observed. It was not, yeah. but it was just the night that we could hang out and go for, to dinner. For um, like your marriage? or For, uh, your, for like, a little bit of everything. Dating, marriage. Yeah. It all happened in June. It's Pride Month, guys. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so, um, yeah, nine years together and wow three three years coming up uh married which is crazy crazy. but we went to a lovely spanish tapas restaurant in highland park nothing more had um paella except with noodles what fideua 
Never heard of it's it. It's like paella, but with noodles. It was good. Yeah. Sorry for that little freak out. I almost <laughs> knocked the mic off the table. I wasn't right. just so shocked about paella with noodles, but I was surprised about it. Uh, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Apparently it's like traditional. Um, and it was really good. I don't know if it would like replace regular paella in my heart, but it was good for like a, a new take. Yeah. It's what kind of noodle is it? Like little tiny, almost. I mean, this is not, this is giving them short shrift, but it, Almost like um, instant ramen noodles. Like, okay. Like crunchy and thin and little. Like a chow mein noodle. Yeah, almost. like a chow. Yeah. Um, and it had, uh, it was black with squid ink and then it had scallops and chorizo. Wow. Now that is a fancy sounding dinner. And we ordered anchovies, which I ate all of because John won't eat them. Yeah. John, also the squid ink scallop pasta doesn't really sound He's okay up with his scallops. Alley. Really? Um, and then we got some potato churros and some ham and cheese croquettas too. Ooh. So everyone was happy. Sounds good to me. Uh, big news on the Gwyneth front this morning. Sure. Uh, I think she went viral. What is, well, I mean, I don't know what no that one means, really knows what that means. There's a new Netflix show, like another, Netflix has all these stupid cooking shows. And I love, I like cooking shows and there's just too many of them. I think they must do well. So Netflix keeps churning Netflix them out. Netflix is, yeah. But um, this is with John Favreau, the Avengers director, uh, and he, I guess, is paired up with Roy Choi from Kogi Truck for the whole season. And it's basically like Roy Choi teaching him how to cook because he couldn't get enough of it after directing that movie Chef. Oh yeah, he loves food. He and loves then food. He loves Cuban food. Yeah, because I guess that I didn't see that movie, but that was him. Was he was like making Cuban sandwiches? That was the plot of the movie. Um. I don't remember if like that's what's in the truck. I guess they make like Cuban sandwiches yeah, yeah. or in the movie, and then they go to Miami. Oh, okay. Like it's like a road trip from like from L.A. to Miami, I think. Or and Sophia Vergara is in it. It's his ex-wife. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Um, and it's like the kid's mom, and he's like traveling with his um son. It was really cute. I really liked that really? movie. It okay. was like, um. Brian said it was like barely a movie because it's just like so light and so yeah. like it's just so fluffy and light and just like there's nothing serious at all but it's just like it's pleasant that's what it seems like it doesn't seem like it would be for me but maybe I I'm maybe I'll check it out I don't know Probably. why I saw it it seems like maybe I saw it like with my grandparents or something I could see when they were alive, but it was actually a really, I think, a really popular movie, like indie movie. It was yeah. like an indie hit. It was like like a butter or something, yeah. like that kind of movie, which like I like because they make they remind me of like my grandparents. Totally, and they're the type of movies I guess that would be more on Netflix now, even just a few years later. Yeah. But anyway, Gwyneth was the first guest on this cooking show. They did the first segment of the episode at the Goop Kitchen, and they had Roy. And John Favreau making pepper pot in honor of Gwyneth, which I didn't even realize was that supposed to be like a joke, her name, or yeah, I guess because it's like a it's like a Caribbean dish, like a spicy stew. Okay, and so I guess that was it's sort of a double entendre because it also seems vaguely sexual, right? No idea. I to for me, I don't know. This is my dirty mind. It just seems like pepper pots sounds sexual. I don't know, but maybe not. It anyway. sounds more like cutesy to me. But don't you call like a a woman like a a sassy woman? You call her a little a little pepper pot. Isn't that I like don't. a thing that some people do? I, <laughs> maybe, I think you just did it. I guess I do. <laughs> like like it would be the same as saying, "Oh, you're you're a little minx." It's like you're a little pepper pot. You're a little vixen. 
I mean, no, no one does okay. that, but you are, you are. Well, <laughs> uh, I like to make up my own terms, much like Shakespeare. That's true. You got me there. Yeah. You did get me there. I walked right into that one. <laughs> um, so they're making a goopified version of Pepper Pot, vegetarian for Gwyneth, blah, blah, blah. It's like they, well, I don't have to go over the recipe, but it's a recipe. And they talk about how, I guess, Roy Choi catered on the set of Spider-Man Homecoming. And so John Favreau was like, oh, remember when Roy was like, like the Kogi truck was there on set uh, for Spider-Man and, you know, the food was really good. And Gwyneth very confidently said, I wasn't in Spider-Man. I was in Avengers. <laughs> and he was like, uh, no, remember when you like did that scene with Tom Holland and then like went over and did something? And she's like, yeah. It's like, that was Spider-Man. And she was like, oh. And that moment of, I mean, I guess it plays into like the Gwyneth as airhead trope. But sure. it's, a, it's a lighthearted moment. And I think p- it, people aren't, as far as I know, people aren't like this stupid bitch doesn't remember I'm what sure movie. That, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's someone out there. Someone, but everyone pissed. seems to be taking this in a lighthearted way and like thinking as like, oh, that's should. like Queen. Like she doesn't even know what movie she's in. She's so cool. She's too she cool do to know yeah. what she's yeah. in. She, and because nobody, like, no one knows what which movie it would be anyway. Like, no, none of us watching are like, oh, Spider Man versus Avengers. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, a lot of people are, but but like, especially if you're shooting them, it's there. It's in Atlanta. There's just like a constant. I'm sure it's just like people are constantly shooting stuff for Marvel. Yeah, but they'd have no idea. What and it's you have for, no idea one, yeah. or how they're gonna where it's gonna end up or what's happening. No, yeah, it's like open for business down there. Yeah, and they're, they're they're shooting something every day. I imagine. I'm sure. So she flies down. She has, um, a Korean taco, I guess. I guess. And then goes back up, and then maybe <laughs> she's. I'm sure she went to the premiere, but anyway, that was her little viral moment. Because every week before. We do the podcast. I do a quick little Google search on Gwyneth and to see what's trending. And that was that was the big one. I mean, I used to do that. And then (laughs) life got in the way, got in the way. The other Gwyneth news, which I thought was very interesting, is there is a real estate article on Variety um, with the headline Brad Falchuk lists showbiz pedigreed Brentwood home. So I think that means Gwyneth and Brad are finally going to move in together. They've been married for like a year. They don't live together? No, because they both have like teenage kids. So they both kept their own house. That was like their... But were they doing that thing where it's like, it's the kid's house and we both stay? Yeah, I imagine they're probably together most nights. I mean, who knows? But now I think it's getting even more serious. I guess Brad's kids maybe will be out of the house soon. But he's listing his um, Brentwood bachelor pad Mm -hmm. at $10 million. And... I mean, it looks like a nice house, but it doesn't look like a big house. So it looks nice to me. Yeah. I mean, it looks very and expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look huge. Uh, And I don't know how far back it goes. That's true. And according to the movie land directory website, the property was once owned in the mid thirties by golden age film star and pinup legend, Betty Grable. That's cool. Yeah. And in the mid thirties, Betty Grable wasn't even famous yet. So, I mean, maybe it was a bargain back then. Um, cool. So she owned a big mansion before she was famous. I'm sure. Well, I bet a little bungalow in Brentwood in the 30s maybe wasn't was that big. Cheap, maybe because she was. I mean, I feel like World War II was when she got huge. Huh. I don't know. I don't know the exact history of Betty Grable's fame, but I don't think she was that big of a star in the mid 30s. Huh. 
interesting interesting piece of hollywood history uh but now gwyneth and brad can be together full time uh i guess gwyneth's not moving Um, she doesn't have to do anything but apple and moses will be out of the house soon well not really not really yeah apple just turned 14 oh yeah and moses is 12 so yeah it'll be a while yeah and then by the time that they leave then Gwyneth and Brad will be married for so long that they probably won't have divorced. anything to say to each other. They'll be done. Yeah. Just... But they keep it fresh by not living together. That's true. That's one way to keep it fresh. That's like Elton John and his wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were calling David Furnish his wife, but you meant the old one, Renata. I meant Renata. <laughs> yeah. From, uh, that, from Rocket spoiler Man. alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a good scene. Guys, go see Rocket Man. It was really good. It's good. Uh, anything else new? Um, not really. I mean, oh, I got a really good email from uh, the medical medium that I put in our Instagram stories. It oh, just, really? It was just answering fears about celery juice. Oh, because it's so controversial. Because it's so controversial. But I expected it to be like, I know people think that this is bullshit, but it's actually great. But it wasn't. It was like people are afraid to drink so much celery juice because like of the chemicals or whatever they think are is in celery. And he's like, no, no, it's all fine. You're I don't fine. think that's the people are just like, oh, it's celery. Like it doesn't have magical properties. Like you're How selling you? celery for lots of money and you shouldn't. Well, be he's selling. addressing it like people think it's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> like it's perfectly safe <laughs> to drink celery juice. Don't worry. Oh, man. Yeah. He's really been, I feel like, sidelined from the Goop community. Like, he's too crazy now. He should be sidelined, yeah, no, I think. I mean, his his entire um, premise is just so clearly fake. I mean, it is. it seems like illegal, maybe? Like, kind of? I can't imagine. It's definitely not ethical. Yeah, to say that spirit is telling you to give specific medical advice it seems against the law it should be it should be i don't but know it's probably not because we have a lot of characters like that speech oh that's speech. true first amendment but is it like shouting fire in a theater if you're like sugar plus germs equals cancer yeah. is it i don't know how similar it is i don't, I don't know. know um oh obviously we have to talk about the Goop Fellows podcast. No, I, I don't. I can't talk about it. I haven't listened. I don't I, know. I listened to the first five minutes and then I turned it off. I was actually frightened for both of our lives because um, it's revealed in the first five minutes that Will Cole and Seamus Mullen are both in Los Angeles right now. Why? Get them out of here. I don't know what they're fucking they doing They don't here. belong here. Go back to Philadelphia. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will um, and they were pissed off that they went to LA and it was cloudy and they said oh these two east coast guys uh were expecting some like rays no wonder the weather was so shitty it's because they were here now it's great yeah now maybe they're gone sun 72 not a cloud in the sky fuck you <laughs> I hate that damn Will Cole uh well let's get let's get going we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We have the debut of Goop Men. Oh yeah, I didn't look at it at all. Oh, you didn't look at it? So Why it's up I? to it's up to me to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Well look, you didn't I don't look like at Will it? Cole. I don't like what he stands for. So you're not just because Will Cole's on the the Goop Fellows podcast, you're not gonna ever look at the Goop Men newsletter. He's related he's like a huge part of the Goop Men thing. Yeah. Well there's there's Goop Men. 
the section, there's Goop Fellows, the podcast, and then there's G Label Men, which is the line of clothes for me. I saw the G Label Men, um, and then, but then like, wait, did we talk about, we talked about his day in the life, right? Um, the morning routine, the yeah. no, that's, that's, that was this week. That's this week. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Oh, I have to change my list. Well, <laughs> oh shit. Well, do it on the fly. I'm going to do it on the fly because we're doing it right now. See, that felt like that was last week because uh, it was so, it was so long ago. It was so traumatic. Like time has slowed since yeah. then because yeah, I guess I looked at it and I will never look again because what I learned was made me sick yeah, to my there's, stomach. There's some rough stuff in that morning routine. Uh, we haven't even really formally even talked about Goop Men on the podcast yet because it seems like it just so happened. Long. Yeah, it, it happened. And we haven't had a chance yet. No, it happened like after we recorded last Friday, I think. It truly feels like it was so long ago. I know. But guys, bearing the lead, if you if you don't follow us on Instagram... And you don't read the Goop newsletters. I guess maybe you don't know. There is a Goop men section now. A whole, but it only comes out once a month. Um, I know. It's very sad. But you don't look at it anyway. Why would I? I'm not a man. I look at the rest of Goop. I didn't make... I'm not holding a gun to your head. You asked me to do this. <laughs> very true. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, what was your best of the week? My best of the week was um just what we're buying at the goop sale Mm -hmm. so i've been excited for the last three weeks in a row i've been excited about this sale and i've been saying i think that it's gonna get better it hasn't it's still at 60 percent, which is like pretty good i'm still like in no position to buy anything even on sale but they had this sort of nice piece where they just went through and like picked out some of like what they think are like the best buys you can get right now at the goop sale. And they are pretty like the sale is not bad. You guys, I mean like just going through it, like you can get a nice, um, like a nice dress for under $200, like a nice top for like, I think I saw a top on there for like 70 bucks. That yellow dress is still like 700 bucks though, isn't it? The yellow one that I just scrolled by, yeah. it was $318. Oh, okay. Which is like not, I mean, it's expensive, but, but I that's mean, not it's crazy. not like insane. There is a dress that's like $600 on here, but I mean, I'm looking at a dress right now that's 150 bucks. I mean, it, these are not like insane prices for, for this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know I keep talking about this goop sale, but I love a sale. Oh my God. There's a lot of double J stuff on here too. There's a lot of double J jumpsuit for $124. That's like really crazy, but I would love to wear it. So get on that right now. Cause, um, so get on it. It's a limited amount and also, of stuff. Cause usually like then the price, the, the, um, like they stop having them in certain sizes, yeah, but yeah. luckily for me, the sizes that go quickly, of course are like small and stuff. So I can always, get my larges at the most marked down price there you go that's a perk be a little bit bigger <laughs> than your average goop, goop reader uh, <laughs> and you can pick up all the, the, scraps. the scraps for cheap <laughs> uh the uh, the yellow dress which was the one that caught my eye this it's morning pretty. it's very pretty they had i think they were out of medium no they they were out of uh, extra large. I don't remember. They had they had small and large. I think, and they were yeah. out of medium and extra large. They they run out of like you know they run out of yeah. stuff. But 
Um, what was confusing to me is when something's on sale, I like to see the original price and then I like to see a line through it and then I like to see the new price. So that you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, this one, it just showed the new prices and then I was confused as to whether it was the new price or the original price. I mean, I'm pretty sure that those are all the, the new, new prices. Yeah. Because to- otherwise, I don't think it would be noted. I don't think that they would be selling like stuff for that cheap. No. Even $150 for a jumpsuit is like really cheap for this website. It is. Uh, Okay. My best. Well, now. Okay. My best is not on Goop Men. But now that I know I'm have to carry this load all by myself. No, you don't. I did look at it. I I really (laughs) thought that um, I really thought that this was like two weeks ago. It seems so long ago, guys. Oh, my God. So my best was um, it should have probably been my craziest, but I just had a good time reading it. It was an article called What Does the Afterlife Look Like? Wait, and, that was your best? Yeah. I liked I liked her. I liked it. I liked her story. It was touching. Okay. So, so this article. What was this? Was this your worst or your well, craziest? Well, I'm going to replace it, but I'm just going to say that this was my worst, not because um, I didn't like it, but because I thought it was unethical for them to like exploit her because she obviously had been so... Traumatized. Traumatized. <laughs> yes, that's true. It felt, it made me feel uncomfortable to even read it because I was like, this is, this is not for me. This shouldn't be. Interesting. I, in, yeah. I felt she had really like pulled through. So this is a, an, um, she calls herself a fact based medium or something. Uh, an evidence-based medium, a spiritual teacher, a psychic author, and a hypnotherapist in Tustin, California, which is down in Orange County. And she's we've she's been in here before, she? uh, but I just don't think I knew her whole backstory. Yeah, so her name's Susan Grau, and she had a rough life. She was trapped... Okay, I'm going to try to say this without laughing. She was trapped in a freezer when she was four years old. There, that was pretty serious. You said it like it was really sad, actually. Okay, good. Very sad. Much like the episode of Punky Brewster. Um, and her mom, I think, must have had her own issues because she... I, I couldn't tell if she just didn't look for her or she also is a medium and heard voices saying that her daughter was trapped in the freezer and didn't believe her or it was actually people saying, your daughter's trapped in the freezer and she didn't believe them. Did you understand that? No. Apparently she had clues. She didn't... It was almost too late. Uh, the poor girl was in there for two hours. She had, and then she had a near-death experience, which prompted her to become an evidence-based medium. And she goes through the afterlife, basically, because she's been there. And let me just say, it was pretty comforting. And I hope she's right. Because you get to go to different rooms. The first room in the afterlife um, looks like, oh, she said it was like a Greco-Roman style. And it had beautiful colors and there were pyramids and a yellow brick road. And then there were like some people uh, like putting their own bricks down and like creating their own road. But then the angels were like, no, go back to the main road. Like you don't have free will anymore. Just like chill and like do what we say. Okay. And then the second room um, had stacks and stacks of books. But they weren't really books. They're, they were e-readers, which and it happened before e-readers existed. So it's like spiritual. So she Kindles. knew that she knew, yeah. the candles were going to come. Um, and the angel said, "You're in the room of knowledge," and and then she says, "People today call it the Akashic Records," which I guess I don't know. I guess people call that room the Akashic Records. Other but like, people, how do people know what it is? Just because it's they're all real. Mediums? 
they uh, they all had that same experience. Then the third room is where she saw angels. When they opened their mouth, the words and the music came out at the same time. Um, I was watching human spirits lifting up higher than me, and the angels were saying to them, good job, you were so brave, good job. Uh, but then her mom finally got her out of the freezer, but then she didn't even take her to the hospital. And so she just like fell asleep, and then for the rest of her life, she can just see dead people. And then, this is the sad part, her mom and both of her brothers died by suicide. They don't go into that story, but she seems to have a rough life, and I'm glad that she's making a living. And if she believes this, she doesn't seem like she's harming anyone. People go to her to try to talk to their dead relatives, and I think that that's beautiful. Okay. You, you don't agree? No, it's great. It's fine. <laughs> what what are you, what are your thoughts? I just the whole thing just was very upsetting to me. Like it wasn't. Yeah, I just thought like, okay, this woman has had a horrible life. Horrible obviously has been impacted by death in a terrible way. Um, and now has created this like huge mythology around death that she is selling to other people. And I, I mean, I assume that she believes it's true, but yeah, I have no doubt. She does not seem like a con artist. She really seems like she believes it. Um, but that doesn't make me like it. I got it. That just makes the whole thing weird. And especially because I don't think that the people who go to psychics like that, this usually, I mean, I know that there are times where people have like lost children and have gone to mediums and have been like, I've known people who've been like, I don't want to hear any skeptical about it I am doing this because I have to and that's it and it's like all right go and do it but I think a lot of people who go to mediums are having fun and kind of taking it half seriously and it's just kind of like a silly lark which is okay I mean like that's the way I've done it in my life but it's just um there's a there are people who are having fun and thinking it's silly. Then there are people who are really uh, believe it and need it. And it makes me uncomfortable that those two groups would intersect in any way. Mm -hmm. And um, it just is, it's just not a happy story to me. Okay. Um, no, I totally know where you're coming from. For, no, I, mean, I get like to to me, it seemed like the, whether whether this is true or not, it seemed like this was the way that she was coping, and uh, and if she's able to help other people cope in the same way, it's not like she's I don't know, it, it it's not like she's giving faulty medical advice or anything like that. It's she if if people are believing that she's able to communicate with their loved ones, I don't really see the harm in that well I don't know it's kind of an interesting question like is it okay to give um is it okay to give like spiritual advice that is your own creation as if it's fact is that okay I mean to her it's not her creation to her it's like her experience uh and I don't, I mean, I feel like anyone who operates 
on the like meta metaphysical level, whether you're a priest or uh, a yogi or anything, are somehow operating a little bit by faith. Well, yeah, but like I want is that is it okay? I mean, like if you are so a priest or a yogi are or a medical medium or a medical medium. Well, a priest or a yogi. Or like a priest. Because a yogi, you don't necessarily have to believe in anything. Yeah, it depends. But like if you're a priest, you're passing on information that existed before you. You're like preserving a certain culture. Mm -hmm. That's for like any major religion. But if it's something that is new and comes from your perspective Uh if you're the uh, your own sort of messiah or that's not the right word but you're well you're claiming to have a special relationship and special information about something that's fundamentally important to every human being and taking money for it even in this situation is it is that over okay i don't know it's just a i'm just thinking yeah no i don't yeah i don't know uh i mean sometimes we've read about a lot of these people in goop and Obviously, we don't know, but like sometimes you definitely get the vibe that these people are just trying to make money. Sure. And maybe it is because of this woman's tragic backstory. I'm like giving her the benefit of the doubt or I because she claims that it is therapeutic and she's helped people. Then I'm trying to like be open minded. Uh, But But yeah, it's a it's a weird question. I don't know. Because even if you believe it, there's always like an element of manipulation that goes along with it. If you're claiming to have special access to um, like a deity or like the meaning of life or like these profound questions, like what happens after you die? Like it's just it's just part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying she's she's a bad person. No, no, no. I know you're not saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It is. And this was not even, I mean, this was not ancient modality. This was not even for your enjoyment. This was, this what had, was it? It had nothing. It was nothing. There <laughs> this was, was just like, we're just going to uh, present this information yeah. and with no further commentary. Because I think that the, that's the thing. It's like, it it made me feel guilty reading it. Because how you can't argue, you can't push back about uh, against this woman. Like You're not going to say, I mean, no, and you shouldn't, but it's like. What are like? What are the readers getting out of this? I don't know. Just, um, like, because no one, most people probably are not going to believe that. I guess I felt a weird sense of um, I believed her, and I believe I don't believe necessarily that this is what happens to you when you die, but I believe that she experienced this in some way. Yeah, but like, what does that doesn't? Why does that qualify her to do anything? No, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I just mean like, why? What do people? I don't know. I think yeah, people just get get comfort they feel like they have closure or they feel that they can talk to people that they've lost um but you don't believe but you don't believe it but you also think it's comforting i don't believe it but i don't i don't know i don't not believe um like energy in the world and people leave energy and uh i don't know that you could necessarily talk to your loved ones or your loved ones are like always watching you but I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself like a total atheist either. No, neither would I. And I also feel like you, I feel like I've felt like a connection to like people who've died. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Um, and you never know, obviously, how much of that is your own subconscious. And right. Your own. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Um, if anyone has paid a visit down to Tustin and talked to Miss Grau, what are your experiences? What are your thoughts? Because obviously 
she's provoking a lot of thoughts I over know, here at the but Goop yeah, and, podcast. And just, yeah, it's too much for even a Goop icon for... Uh, they, couldn't they couldn't even categorize it. a scroll. No. Because it's not an ancient <laughs> modality. It's but a, there's other... I mean, like, what's for medical medium? But it's not medium. enjoyable. That's for your enjoyment, the celery juice. But see, that's the problem. They couldn't yeah. put for your enjoyment, but... Um, the mediums and stuff usually are for your enjoyment. It's like uh, psychics yeah. and stuff is usually just like, this is just for fun. I think because this was such a heavy story, just the word enjoyment would be rough. It would be, but it is. That's that was that was my problem yeah. that it should be for my enjoyment, but it was too dark, and then that brought the whole thing into focus. Where I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Wow, we've talked about this for a long time. Okay, <laughs> we let's should move, move on. on. Uh, I'm just putting it all. I'm putting off the fucking inevitable. So wait, so this was your the the medium was your worst, or you have well, it was one? gonna be my worst before I realized what week it was. Oh no, yeah. what was it? What was Obviously, the horrible, <laughs> the worst day of my life, a day in the life of Will, uh, Will Cole. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Breaking in Gootman, giving us a peek at what to expect. Mm. A big part of why I do not intend to pay very close attention to Gootman. Um, yeah, he is really the face of Gootman in a in a way that I was unprepared for. <laughs> and <laughs> and there I- is a stark difference between his face and the face of Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. I will say, yeah. come on. Uh, yeah, we're not going. Well, whatever. Some no, more, we uh, let's not talk about his appearance. He looks like he wants to look, and that's great for him. Um, was there anything in particular about the morning routine that um, was was disgusting to you or well, made you I cringe? Well, I mean, there were two... First of all, it was too wordy. I could barely even... I couldn't... I, first of all, I'll be honest. I didn't read every single word of it because I don't want to. I'm not going to dedicate that much of my life to this fool, but... It's not that wordy. There's... It's not any longer than any other morning routine that they do. Okay. So, well, first of all, I didn't like that he said he wakes up every morning at 5 a.m., but then he's like, but don't worry if my body needs to sleep until 7. I sleep until 7, and I don't care about it. It's like you're already overanalyzing this. It's like it is. you have not even woken up yet. You still might sleep for two more hours, and you're already fucking lecturing me (laughs) on shit. Oh, my God. And then he does whatever he does. He puts on a bunch of products and thinks about how much he loves his kids or whatever. And then he's like, you may have noticed that I haven't eaten anything yet. Well, I'm not going to. Just like the way that was worded was super, super irritating. He's really figured it all out for himself. And he's not this afraid to tell us about it. day seems so... I mean, this life just seems so horrible Exhausting. to me. Exhausting. And like, it just seems like... There is no pleasure. There's no joy. There's no optimism. It's just pure cynical calculation from 5 a.m. until this thing ends, which is like, I think it only goes for two hours. Yeah, he does all this stuff. I mean, and it, he really hits, I mean, everything. Any any sort of health craze in the zeitgeist, They're all he's there. in here. And he's not even like, he definitely doesn't drink coffee. Well, no, because he's too busy doing his Peloton, doing his HIIT. Um, putting powders in cups yeah. and putting on, wearing perfume. What really chilled me to the bone is he uses the exact same body wash that I, that I do, the well, Detox body throw wash. throw it out. Oh, it's the I Detox. Sm- I smell like Will Cole. No, he probably doesn't really use it. I'm sure he just... Oh, um, and he's rich enough that he does a Gloop, a Goop Glow peel pad every week. He's a millionaire. <laughs> Once a week. Um, so 
Yeah, and then he goes through. I mean, he, all the all the stuff that they sell in Goop, the Barbara Strum, every the Viva Goop Santa. product. I mean, it was jam packed um, with Goop products. His heretic perfume, the Dirty Grass, or which Dirty I was offended by because Ooh, I, I use it. We both smell like Will. Cole. No, well, I don't use that, that kind. Um, and then he has these pants that look and i also say, like the pants unisex i want them you do yeah they're very unisex my my new look i want is like wearing pants like that like wearing like chinos mm-hmm. which they look like chinos yeah interesting they're a, a, cute an interesting silhouette you i look at the pants i look at the perfume i think that's my morning and i don't want to see my morning in will cole's morning um, and then he pack he packs his lunch at 7 a.m because he doesn't eat breakfast so but his lunch is pre-made zoodles with vegan nut cheese um and then a keto smoothie that he doesn't even drink because he doesn't and then he like saves his smoothie and he saves his lunch. smoothie yeah and then and then there's a picture of just half an avocado. Which I think I don't... It just he wanted to show a picture from his book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because he. Just, oh. Because it's all. Yeah. It's all books from his recipe. Because he doesn't or recipes, from, recipes his from, his book. from his book. Because he didn't. Um. He doesn't. He's not eating anything. No. So he has to just be like, oh, but like, look, what if I might make this avocado later? Um. What I did not know. I did not realize, and maybe I did, but I forgot that Will Cole has a family. <laughs> That there are yeah. pe- other people in the Cole household. There are other people involved. There's a wife and two children. So tragic. <laughs> I mean, I that that really was an interesting. I can't twist believe at the end. that he even has a dog, because it's like, how could he care for a dog? How does who does he feed them his stuff? Do they? No, he can't. He doesn't interact with them. There's I don't an, think. I mean, he can't love. He says his son is turning thirteen. Do you think a thirteen-year-old boy is going to eat zoodles? And nut cheese? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know many 13-year-old boys, but it seems like it would be a tough a tough sell. You're to bring your nut cheese and zoodles to school, Timmy. I'm yeah. your dad, Will Cole. It's not going to happen. And it's not like he even lives in Santa Monica. They live in like the woods outside of Pittsburgh. So. They're probably homeschooled. Oh, I'm sure they're homeschooled. Guys, and I would love to know whether or not they're vaccinated. We really They're probably need, not allowed we, in public anymore because they have measles. <laughs> we should not talk about Wilco's family on this podcast. I it's just... Scared. I'm scared. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, they're all great. He's doing great. God bless He's you, Wilco. Thank happy you so with his much life. for your cookbooks and your information. And thank you for correcting the record on Twitter that you didn't go to an online college. You went to a real brick and mortar school. We get it. Because he is... Dr. Will Cole. Dr. I-F-M-C-P and D-C. Those are lots of letters and neither of them are M or T. No, there are no, not Dr. M, Dr. Will Cole, not M-D. <laughs> All right, we got to change the subject. I'm scared. Um, That was my, I called it, I didn't, it wasn't really crazy or sad. It was just my scariest. Um, he, I mean, he's like, his little face is so intense and he's just like, I'm going to yell at you if okay. you get, uh, don't talk about me on your podcast. Okay. We're going to stop. I don't know that we can put oh this out. God. I'm so scared. I know. He'll just come in for oh, it. Oh, jeez. Um, where are we? Are you I'm just cra- doing my craziest now. What's your craziest? Uh, I don't even know anymore. I mean, my, because cra- I feel like everything we've already talked about is so much crazier than like anything else, oh, but yeah. I guess... Um, well, I guess I've got a saddest and a craziest, but neither of them are really that sad or that crazy. The, there's a new goop 
in Goop Health in London, oh, but yeah. it's not in Goop Health. It's called their Wellness Weekend. Yeah, it's forty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. Did you can make do the conversion yourself? Oh, 4,500 pounds. Yeah. So that's even more. I think that's like double or like that plus time. Like I think that's like I don't know, like seven thousand yeah. dollars maybe. Because that's and that's the deluxe one where you get like a lunch with Gwyneth and Elise or something. Um, Kill me. I mean, I would love to have lunch with Gwyneth, but I could. Table for three. I mean, I would pay that much money not to have lunch with Elise Lunin. We're, okay. We, wow, wow. I'm firing on all cylinders today. We are true haters today. It's because I didn't have any coffee. Just like Will Cole. I didn't Cole. have my coffee fee. <laughs> oh, oh my God, stop it. Um. So yeah, if you're super rich, you can fly to London there wasn't even oh, but it was like the high, the A list. It was Tracy Anderson is going to be there. Tracy's going to be there. Um, Barry Barry good. Michaels. It's and a now good he's good. Yeah, it's a see good group. those are the good. Those are yeah. those are the ones you would want. And Gwyneth said she's going to do the Tracy workout with you. See, London is getting the good in yeah. Goop Health because that's kind of what in Goop Health was when they started it here like two or three years ago. Totally. And now it's just sort of like this weird convention with Elise Lunin and like they sell like fucking like. Uh, collar green wraps or something yep. yeah um, and then the other thing mm. so I just said it was like sad because it's like getting farther away from us and like we'll, <laughs> we're like less likely to ever attend one and then also I the other thing that I think is crazy is like and maybe it's me maybe this is sad maybe this is crazy maybe it's nothing but I think that their thumbnails are too small on the website. Oh, and like the pictures are blurry? Yeah. No, I just like, I think that everything looks like all their clothes and stuff look really nice. And then when you click on them, it's like 50-50 if it's really nice or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like, uh, it's like quality and stuff. It's just like, do I like it or not? Like, it looks like, like there's this Mykonos dress, Mykonos sundress. Mm. And I was like, that's my thing I would buy. I love this sundress. Oh my God, it's so cute. I was looking at the thumbnail and when I opened it up, it was like, a dress. I mean, it looked very like it was fine, but it was not like as nice as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, when you when you click the little magnifying glass or whatever and you zoom in on You're like, stuff, <gasps> I feel like that about a lot of stuff. Whenever even on Amazon, like yeah. you got a good picture and then you. I think I was just shocked and sort of sad that I didn't like it. It wasn't yeah. what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. So then I turned it into a whole issue because I needed something to talk about yeah, on this podcast. I get it. Um. I forgot. I didn't talk about my worst. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, it was in Goop Men, okay. um, an article with an in- introduction to the article by Seamus Mullen called How to Have Difficult Conversations with Friends. Okay. And so actually his introduction was not that bad. I mean, he is not a professional writer. Look, I'm not a professional chef. And <laughs> professional writer is questionable i mean it's like (laughs) um but so i think he did a good job explaining just about um you know how men do you know sexist misogynistic racist homophobic shit when they're around each other and like locker room talk and you need to like be like cool oh i like that that's nice so he's talking about like you know it puts you in a weird compromising position but you want to like stand up for what you're probably really uncomfortable yeah um, so he was talking about how in eighth grade he started hearing, you know, really horrible racist jokes, misogynistic comments. And he sort of was just saying how he could, he wished he could go back to eighth grade and, and maybe try to do something. But then he's like, I need to let myself off the hook because no eighth grade boy is going to be like this, which is just. And it was like, yeah, I mean, it must have yeah. been like 25 years. It's 
And I'm sure that like those eighth grade boys aren't like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. He's got to uh, let himself off the hook for that one. Yeah. And, but then there was a Q and a with Terry real or Terry real. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he is like um, a family therapist, a speaker and an author and his, okay. The stuff that like his um, advice for men talking amongst themselves was just, I don't know, stupid. I like, okay. it, it wasn't good. I don't know. First of all, he was just, he basically was saying um, his kids yell at him all the time uh, saying stuff like, dad, that shit doesn't fly anymore. Or dad, that's an old white male talking or dad, only somebody with privilege would say that. And smack him. I mean, no, well, that's probably true, but it's like, if your kids dad, are having that to... shit doesn't fly anymore. Well, what does he say? I just want to know what he's saying that his kids are like, is it, do you think it's like the kids being bratty or is he really saying some like horrible shit? Probably a little bit of both. I don't know. My immediate reaction is like, my kid can't say shit to me. I don't know. Like, can't what tell if, me I'm talking shit or something. But, but what then, is he saying? Is he saying something really fucked up? If his kids are coming back like, oh, dad, that's like a really old, white, privileged way of thinking. Like, what is he saying? I, I want to, yeah. I would just like to know examples to know whether he, like, where is he coming from? But then his thing about like, people are asking, oh, you know, specifically in the context of a group of friends, if people are saying garbage shit, what should you say? And his answer was just so dorky it was just he says you just look at them and you go oh my god you are so retro when are you gonna step into the 21st century he's man? trying to act like his kids yeah and Cause, I'm, cause they're like hey man don't talk like that anymore come come to 2019 totally and then he wants to say it in his own way so instead of saying that shit doesn't fly he says you're so retro you're so retro step in the 21st what century are, yeah what are all these people saying I, yeah like i don't I mean, I'm sure I've said really stupid shit. Like I'm a privileged white man and and I hope that someone calls me on it. But if his kids are constantly having to do this to him, like is he the one really that should be giving advice to other people? That's a very maybe his kids know. should be giving advice. Yeah. Where's where are these kids? And I I mean, I don't have kids. Like, I don't know. Like I guess all kids just yell at their parents and like and don't respect them and think that they're horrible, mm-hmm. which is normal. But now I don't know. The children are our future. So I say, listen to them. You can't be woke enough. I say, just cool it guys with your racist, sexist, homophobic shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just, I I just, I'm a nanny for an 11 year old boy. So I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about, but I hope that they are. I, I hope that they're, woke and trying to educate their father because he's saying things and not just like looking for excuses to be like shut up dad yeah i'm sure it's a bit of both um but yeah i just don't know that i mean i guess old white men need to talk to old white men to like convince each other to not say that stuff old white men are friends with each other yeah and so like if one of them is like oh i know i shouldn't be racist and then the other one is like oh i should be racist then the one who's not racist should be like oh don't do that anymore also like i think that these ideas of like privilege and like social justice or whatever are like more nuanced and complicated than a lot of these people understand. Like, I think that it's just like, I think just even like things that's, that sounded like PC or whatever in like the nineties sound crazy racist to us now. So it's just, I think that they might just not be like caught up. And that's just time. It's always going to be like, it's just because of like when they, when you came of age and what you're from, like we're, we'll probably sound like, really fucked up when we're you know well we're already old God, so I don't and know. there's a 
public record of all of, of what we're talking all of about. this. The children are going to burn us at the stake. They're not. I mean, like, if you go back and watch anything from the 90s, you're like, Jesus, you can't believe the thing. It's just, it's, um, but, you know. Uh, Yeah. Life moves on. Yeah. And people die. Uh, What would you try? I would try starting my own business. Oh. (laughs) These women, the plum seed shit. Oh, yeah. They were, well, they were lucky to have grown up on a plum farm. They were so Funny. Talk okay. about being born on third base. These women started a business. So they like they were like, oh, this one ingredient um, beauty product is going to change your life. The one ingredient is sea- is oil from plum seeds. <laughs> Which they so happen to have been born and, and raised on like, a plum farm. They're like, we just realized that we were just throwing all this valuable stuff out. So they just like squeezed oil out of p- plum pits and bottled it and it's 75 dollars a bottle and they're like this is a really good like oil for you they're geniuses (laughs) they're geniuses and now they're in goop and so now in addition to their plum business they're also gonna have this like fucking beauty business and like they're marketing the fact that it only has one ingredient like that's like the best thing about it when it's like that's just like what they have they're like i don't know let's just sell this it's just plum oil it's plum oil but then they're like oh in the caucasus mountains plums are like magic or something they were having all this bullshit of course they do yeah. well, i mean they're selling plum oil yeah, like of they're... course they're gonna have a good story about plum oil <laughs> it's their only product yeah, they don't even have anything else on the That's oil it. and it's 75 dollars <laughs> oh. i was like oh i gotta get a business good for them <laughs> it was so funny i was like this is so stupid and it made thing. me want to try the plum oil yeah i mean that's what goop does God. it's an it's a catalog yeah um well, good for them. I wish I was born on a farm. You wouldn't. You're not. You wouldn't have done it. No, because I'm not. You'd be like, oh, these damn plum pits. Yeah, and you just and would keep throwing them. Thrown away a million dollar idea. I know. And like they're, you know, three very pretty young white girls in like matching jeans. They all looked. They're just sort of like really trying to be like, we're farm girls. Yeah. Like we, we're sisters. We live on a farm. We squeeze the oil out of these plum seeds and bottle it. And blah, blah, blah. it's Ugh. it was just and amazing. Like, why would anyone sell any sort of face oil for like 15 or $20? Cause you literally, like you could sell it you for could just, seven. You yeah. could sell it for any amount of money you the, want. And the more you sell it for, the more people will want the it. The better people assume it is. Like why stop at 75? Sell it for $200. Infinity money. <laughs> You have to just keep paying me forever. Yeah. I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> I mean, God, capitalism. What it's the amazing. fuck? Um, uh, I have two quick tries. Okay. One is oh, they finally had Goop Men had some recipes. Of course, it was about grilling because grilling is the oh, only type yeah. of cooking men like to do. But because it's Goop, it's grilling vegetables. <laughs> okay. But and grilling meat is also pretty like paleo, pretty low carb. That's true. I mean, grill- meat and vegetables is like that's. Every diet. Yeah, that's except for the vegan one. The bread and butter of goop. Because oh, you can't have no bread, bread and butter. butter. Well, you can have butter. Oh yeah, I guess. Well it depends if you're in doing your dairy coffee. Or not. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, only in your coffee. Um so I don't care about like fuck I don't need a recipe to, like grill a vegetable. But they have good sauces with them. Oh good. They have different barbecue sauces. So I wanna Ooh. try there's a tamarind barbecue sauce mm-hmm. and I love um the flavor of tamarind and it has habanero peppers, which I also love. Um, and I've never really made my own barbecue sauce and it sounds like not too hard. Um, you just do. I don't think it is too hard. Yeah. You do like some olive oil, uh, ginger, chili, and then a few, you know, allspice, mustard, tomato paste, Worcestershire, 
and then yeah the tamarind then you're you know cook it and and then slather it on those grilled veggies that's right um that sounds good yeah the other try and i really really want to keep trying harder because i am basically illiterate now like i do not read oh you were (laughs) i like i i've been reading this um who's that irish author that everyone likes i want emma something i don't even know what it's called it's called god i should know what the fucking book i'm reading is called this is the point of what i'm trying to say i don't know what book i'm reading i haven't read it in two weeks i don't read anymore i I don't think you're reading (laughs) i want to start reading it again and i want to read things i want to go to bed and read instead of listen to a stupid podcast before i go to bed or i don't know but anyway there's a book that is I don't know, three years old now. And Goop had like the, you know, their summer book list or whatever that they do. It's called A Little Life. It was popular like three years ago. There was a time when any like gay literary novel that was popular, I would be the first in line. I was up on my shit. I read The Line of Beauty of the Year it came out. I read all these things. I read all of Tales of the City. That's not like literary, but whatever. I used to be up on my gay books and now I do not know how to read. And I want to read this book. It's called A Little Life. It's about a very sad, very gay man. And it's like 700 pages. Okay. And I just want to read it this summer. Pick it up and read it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cover is just a black and white picture of a man. And he's not even crying. He's just like wincing in agony. (laughs) It's like everything bad happens to him. And it's, I just, it's, I want to just read a sad gay book. That sounds nice. Yeah. So that's my try. Please teach me to read. I'll teach you. Thank well, you. I picked a book too for my try, mm. um, but not, but like for the opposite because they said someone read it while they were getting a pedicure okay. and I'm like trying to read a certain amount of books this year and I fall I know, I need, God, I need to do what you're doing. Well, I'm, I haven't read a book in two months, so I'm not doing it, but um, I, uh, this one, I guess is a quick read and I'm going to have to like get a lot of those and it's by Nick Hornby. It's called oh, yeah. The State of the Union and I actually really like Nick Hornby. He wrote High Fidelity and about a boy. About a boy. He wrote. W- there was one book I read of him that was sort of like very loosely based on like a British Lucille Ball. It was like a. Comedy. Oh yeah, that one came out like a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I read didn't that. read that one. That was supposed to be good. It though, was pretty too. good. Yeah. Yeah, and then I read another one about. Um, he wrote this one like about like a couple. I haven't read one of his books in a long time, but um, he's been writing. He's been publishing books for really for yeah, a while. Yeah. Anyway, I like him, so I figured. I'll just read this book. There you go. We both have our summer reading lists. Both. For different reasons. We need to read a book. A book. And mine has to be short. And mine, I want it to be long. God, I read like Anna Karenina from start to finish. Like 10 years ago. I mean, (laughs) I just can't imagine myself doing that anymore. Like I'm dumb. You're not dumb. It's just like the cult. The times are changing, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read Moby Dick when I was a freshman in high school. We've all probably read Moby Dick 10 times over, but it's just like it's all in tweets. It's just like (laughs) everything we're reading is stupid. Case in point, goop yourself on Apple Music. Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they got rid of iTunes. Yeah. Well, except I still have it. They haven't gotten rid of it on my computer. No, they can't get into my computer to get rid of it. My computer will (laughs) never update. It's just going to be like a time capsule. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, What would you buy? Oh, sorry. Oh, wait. No, that was the thing I would buy. Oh. The thing I would try starting my own business like the Plum Women. Got it, got it, got it. Um, I have two quick buys. One is um, they had like 
on Goopman they had like a list of all the cool like techie like hacky stuff that oh, people God. like to I do. I mean, that's what I'm expecting a lot of on Goop, like a lot of biohacking. Yeah, biohacking. Uh, so this one is called Fitness Genes, spelled G-E-N-E-S, and it's basically you just spit on something and then you send it in, and instead of telling you like how Jewish you are, it'll tell you how to work out. <laughs> it'll say it pairs your genes with your fitness goals and an algorithm formulates a personalized workout and nutrition regimen that can serve as a guiding light for setting and meeting those goals. So it's fake science garbage, but I want to do it but and see what they tell me. will it find out if your third cousin is a serial killer? Um, No, only I can figure that out. <laughs> well, that's what they use those things for. Oh, now. I thought you were literally talking about my family situation. Oh, right. I've, oh, I'm <laughs> so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Um, no, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, because that's like how they caught the Golden State yeah, Killer, yeah, yeah. and like New York Times podcast, The Daily is doing like a big two parter on it right now because they they're using they use like uh, banks like where people send their own DNA for like analysis like oh, this right. uh, to like find like cold like people well, who committed like then cold I cases. Definitely better not turn in any DNA. Yeah, because you may be gonna get arrested now. Yeah. Uh, Buy other buy. Oh, hey, did I tell you that there's G label men? I perhaps have mentioned it. You have. Um, so the debut issue of G label men are six sweaters and hoodies that all can be yours for the price of somewhere between like four hundred and six hundred dollars each. Um, and they're all named after like white guys. They all have like different like Terry, John, Dan. So the one that I want is the Dan hoodie. Dan cashmere hoodie and it looks like a hoodie but it's $525 so I want it and it has um a G like it has the tag actually says G for goop on it so it's worth oh it. my god Brian <laughs> the tag has a G on it <laughs> um so other than that it looks just like a normal hoodie and they they even advertise all of them this way they're like oh you might think these look like like perfectly ordinary clothes that we could buy at a perfectly ordinary store for a perfectly ordinary price. Yes. Uh, but they're not, they're not cause they're goop. Cause um, they have the G and they don't even have enough like men working at goop to like model them. So they had to like corral some husbands in to like go to the photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. They're just pictures. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, there's no one in this. Uh, I love them. So collect all six. If you can afford it. If, Hey, one day. Um, but by the time, God, they're, and they're just going to keep putting that stuff out. What a joy. What a joy to finally be seen by these people, to not be marginalized and to be part of the community. God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, are we done? Um, I guess so. I think so. Did we cover everything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what an episode. We really got ourselves in some hot water we with did. a lot of different people. We had a lot of opinions. So if you don't hear from us again. We've been arrested. There's a few suspects listed yeah, in this podcast. I know. Fine. Check the DNA Do the clues. of Elise Loon. Yeah. We'll the, me- the new medium. The medical medium. Um. Yep. Um. Will Cole, thank you to Will Cole, thank you to Seamus Mullen, thank you to Gwyneth Paltrow, thank you to Brad Falchuk. Big thank you. Thank you to the poor lady that was trapped in a freezer. And thank you to our listeners. (laughs) And thank you to our listeners Um, and our Patreon. Yes. If you like 
this podcast and you don't want us to be murdered, go to our Patreon. Um, we have fun newsletters every week where yeah. every, every month, month. Ooh, oh. every month where we um, give our non-goop recommendations for all yeah. the cool things that we're consuming every month. And we have bonus podcasts where we test out goop recipes, watch old Gwyneth Paltrow movies and go to goop hotspots and tell you all about them. Yeah. They're really fun. It's really fun. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. We love it. We love you. Um, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. God willing. Bye. God willing. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.